yeah. How's it going? Ah, pretty good. How you doing, man? Feel like <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. I know it's been a while, dude. <laughs> talked to you in a long time. Were you getting the Egyptian tunes through your side there? I was getting the tunes loud and clear. Oh, didn't address it because I didn't know what that was. Oh, it's from the '80s, so that's how you know it was bad. And I knew you sounded <laughs> awful. Really <laughs> funny. I went with an '80s song too. Oh man, we're celebrating awfulness today. Good stuff. <laughs> How's American mediocrity. <laughs> How is the Shy Town, my man? Uh, Shy Town's doing good. We're doing good. Not too. Uh, I had a little uptick in the sh- people shot, people murdered, but that's because you know warm weather that will do it. Are you guys having unseasonably warm uh, winter going on right now? <laughs> unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. We've been about ten. I'd say at least 10 degrees above average most days. It's global warming, my man. Look out. It's coming at you. No, dude. No, because I tell everybody, dude, you live in Chicago. You spend most of your life being like, where do they get this average? We're always below average. How do they get this average? Well, we finally got a winter that brings that average up. Ah, now you know. Absolutely. Which is funny because we're having the opposite. We got the cold. You know, we're below average. Yeah, I believe uh, that's why we're having the warm. Because you're cold. Yeah, it's some sort of a cycle, something I'm not smart enough to understand, but the dude who looks like an owl on Fox News here in Denver, Colorado, he explains it to me <laughs> on a nightly basis, and it makes sense. <laughs> weathermen have an interesting look. <laughs> like, you can always pick out the weathermen in the picture of, like, the morning news show. <laughs> that's right, dude. <laughs> He's like, oh, that guy. He's the weatherman. I'm not going to lie. Fox News here in Denver. Uh, the morning gal who does the weather. Total babe, my man. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had uh, ABC7. They went with the babe. Cheryl Scott. I dig the babe uh, vibe when you go for the weather chick because the, the weather and traffic, never good news. It's always never bad good news, news. And the weather's never right. So if you're going to lie to me with bad news... I'd rather it be a hot chick. Yeah, give me some tits and some ass to go with that lie. I, I'll accept it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> we are... It's always uh, easier. We're having beautiful weather here in Colorado, man. 60 degree plus and sunny all weekend. Just the way I like my February uh, conditions. I caught a uh, little thing on uh, chemtrails this weekend when I was perusing the YouTubes and what have you and uh, or the Reddits. And, uh, (laughs) Mike, I I got a little action where, um, you're always asking me, like, why are they doing the chemtrails and stuff? And I I kind of, uh, got a little insight on how, um, you know, the governments, like the world governments maybe are, they realize that we're going through just not like something man-made, but just a, a climate change, which the earth goes through. And they are desperately trying to stop the effects because they know that it'll have cataclysmic effects on people and humanity. And so the chemtrailing is a means to uh, create snowstorms and rainstorms and to artificially continue what we consider normal weather patterns in an effort. You really to- think our government is that smart? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But let's put on the tinfoil hats for a second. I like the idea. (laughs) The amount of coordination, the amount of competence required to pull that, to not only predict, to know what to do, to to pull it off. 
You don't believe Dude. in like a shadow government like the uh, Rome 300 group or any of those kind of cats being in charge of no. some no. realm of our military or maybe just we're doing Have this you cloud seeding. people in their military? They're well, worried about fucking maybe trans not, yeah, Maybe not our military, but... <laughs> you know? The British got it together still, right? I don't know. <laughs> They're slightly less. Well, they've worried. always been hard to gender. Those fuckers are ugly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> slightly less woke, I could only hope. Uh, anyways, I thought I found <clears throat> it to be interesting because you know me, I've, I'm obsessed with the chemtrailing and all that stuff, which I think it's still it's obvious that they are doing stuff in the skies. What it is, we don't know. Uh, what the nefarious or maybe you know not so nefarious reasons are, I don't think we'll ever know, but. Um, I do try to find some sort of, you know, I always believe that the uh, road to hell is paved with good intention. So when it comes to kind of conspiracy theories like that, I think, well, maybe they're happening because there's a small group of people who think and believe they are saving the world. Could be. Know what I'm saying? Kind of like with uh, the vaccine situation. Right? Saving the world. I don't think those people really thought they were saving the world. The fools on the ground did. But the, <laughs> ones, right. at, the ones at the top just saw a fucking great way to transfer money, power, and uh, that's it. Well, man, when it comes to the vaccine, I have to say the cat now is officially out of the bag or the cow out of the barn, however you want to describe it. Did you catch SNL? You showed me a clip of the cold open, which I thought was kind of silly. Uh, what are they? Are they... They're bashing Trump still. Is that are they blaming everything in Ohio on Trump? Is that? What's going on? Did you see that? That's what's happening, right? Is is this SNL made fun of Trump for going there? That's right, man. Pretty funny stuff. <laughs> if you ask me, are you guys just working for the Biden administration at this point? Like, is he paying your bills or what's going on? I've got quite a bit to dance around on the SNL. Um, we could either go Ohio or we can go vaccine. What's Pick your pleasure here, my man. What are you thinking? Well, we could go with vaccine. Dude, the Woody Harrelson thing. Okay. I don't know. That was kind of, it, it was kind of weird because it was like, it was like a six-minute monologue mostly about smoking weed. Right. Exactly. And then at the very end, he just threw out this like line. That everybody's freaking out over. Well, it's kind of a bizarre line, if you ask me. <laughs> and I took a larger chunk of it. I noticed the ones that were floating around on Twitter and everywhere, they just snipped that little part where he mentions uh, whatever it is about, you know, the script that he's talking about. But the larger scope of the clip, and it's not too much longer, but I find it to be kind of fascinating and uh, Woody Harrelson, Texas man, are we going to agree conservative fella? Yeah, he's never coming back on us. <laughs> he's never, well, never going to make a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> if I know how Pfizer works, uh, just ask James O'Keefe <laughs> over at Project Veritas. If I, if I know how Pfizer works, he's lucky they're not the Clintons. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> apparently snagged another body on their. Uh, Did you see? That? Well, allegedly. Allegedly. There's a guy. Uh, did this just happen? He like hung himself, but also shot himself with a shotgun in the head <clears throat> twice. Yeah, he hung himself twice, then shot himself three times, <laughs> stabbed himself in the heart. 
<laughs> nah, I don't know. But it's like, yeah. And then we we'll right, just call it. We we'll just call it. He Epsteined himself. Right before he died, he uploaded his entire hard drive of child porn to the server, and uh... <laughs> and then sprinkled crack cocaine on himself. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> we'll have to look more into that one. I'm not too familiar, but I saw it floating around the interwebs. Some guy. Like the detectives with... are sitting there, like trying to like guess on what he did. Like I don't know, man. They gave him the Clinton special. Uh, they gave him the crack sprinkle and everything with the child porn. Uh, he must be a reporter. All right. <laughs> Clear this one up quickly. I don't uh, know. Well, Woody Harrelson, be careful. He could. Could be Epstein soon. This is a wild one. This is Woody Harrelson in a veiled way uh, describing what happened uh, over 2020. Uh, Where was I? Yeah, okay. No, so three years ago, Central Park, Sunday morning, the Lord's Day, trying to resist the temptation to puff too early in the day. Of course, I succumbed. Like a lot of people, I have a devil on one shoulder, and on the other shoulder, I have a larger, more frightening devil. And there's a battle going on in here, you know? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I am many different things. Anarchist, Marxist, Marxist ethical, hedonist, nondiscriminatory. They just cheered Marxist. It's a yeah, fucking weird crowd, man. Discriminatory empath. Epistemological deconstructionist <laughs> Texan. <laughs> yeah, but back to the tree in Central Park in that script. Right, put yourselves in my place. Lay the curve of your neck against the roots of the tree. What, what kind of tree was it? I mean, what kind of trees they have in Central Park? Oh, yeah, it was a palm tree. <laughs> so lay, lay your head on the palm. Fire up a hooter from Jeremy. <laughs> And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea of being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway, it's about that time. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he kind of just like laughed at it. And, man, that is, oh, it is crazy. No, he iced when you, that audience with that one, man. When you, when you put it that way, it's very fucking scary. Yes. We, the, the biggest cart, drug cartels got together and locked down the entire world. People weren't allowed to leave their homes or go into public. They, well, they were allowed to leave their homes, but they couldn't go into anywhere public unless they took the drugs from that cartel. You had to watch Grandma die through the uh, plexiglass window. I know. That got so terrible. <laughs> I mean, this was crazy shit what we went through. You are correct, man. To phrase it that way. The drug cartel holding us hostage, locking us down in our homes, and then saying you can only leave, you can only go back to work, you can only see the basketball game if you take this drug over and over again. When will it end? Well, we don't know. Keep taking it. Keep taking it. And he's right. They bought the media. They bought the politicians. They own everything. 
It's pretty scary when you watch Jimmy Fallon do his song and dance routine about taking the shot or the other Jimmy or Colbert or whoever it is. And then they cut to commercial and brought to you by Pfizer. And that's what's the scariest part is when, like when, when we talk to our parents about COVID and the stuff they say, and they're like, well, you know, all, all the scientists and all the, all the media is like, you can almost like, <clears throat> yeah, it, I, I, it was very hard for us to be heard because they bought everything. Social media, the mainstream media, everything was bought and paid for. Politicians, you weren't even allowed to talk about your opposing views. They were canceling doctors like Malone and McCullough. It's a, that's a, and like, of course, you, you know, like, of course, these people still don't. I don't know. That's just, that's just such a scary thought that. Because you're right, man. At one point, you're like, dude, don't take this vaccine. It's gonna, it's, it might kill you. There might be serious <laughs> side effects. And they're yeah, looking man. at you, and they're like, you're a plumber. I just right. listened to the top doctor <laughs> on CNN, and he was, he was accompanied by the president of the United States. You That's mean right. to tell me all of them are paid for by Pfizer? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. It's not crazy. They, they own the FDA. They own the CDC. They own everybody. They yeah. own Fauci. Yeah, man. Or Fauci owns them. It's one way or the other. Uh, I'm I not too sure. Fauci. Yeah, I don't know who's at the top of the ladder, but it does seem like it's the big pharma company, uh, the big pharma mafioso, if you will. They are running the show, man. They control the politicians. They control the media. They control the message. And you know how that's obvious? Because we have been dealing with complete brainwashed human beings for the last three years, about 30%, who are just, you get them cornered oh, in no, a moment. The brainwashing started in 2016 with Trump. The Trump derangement syndrome. <clears throat> yeah, that was the first... Uh, of many pills that they took that changed their minds into zombies. It really, it, it really was the one that it just got everybody like just entrenched in these, in these camps. Like I am in the CNN camp. I am in the MSNBC camp. You know, fuck Trump. It's interesting. I've been race, uh, recently kind of going over my mind. Like what is kind of zombified people and the, for the most part, I love to go down the tinfoil hat route with the uh, the mRNA vaccines. They got microbots, and they're just you know eating away people's brain stems. That makes a lot more sense than other things. But you know what? I <clears throat> I really think I think the cell phones and the social media, and, but the cell phone, the devices in our hands, they're they have just consumed our attention and rotted our brains. Yeah. And people can't think for themselves anymore. Uh, the apps are programmed to just get your attention and keep it. Lock you. Yes, they lock you in. <clears throat> that, that's the drug. You know, if you really want to yeah. pinpoint what drug is the basis for the hypnosis that took over these people, dude, it's the phone. Yeah, it's just the social media, the internet, the, you know. Well, we talk about dead internet theory, which is based upon the idea that you essentially are engaging with bots and or just an echo chamber where your ideas are just reinforced over and over again and you over time start to just villainize the other. Yeah. I think we have seen the results of that experiment over the course of a decade. 
Here we stand. Sure. People are brainwashed, man. And they can't even tell that Woody Harrelson is standing up on stage telling them they'd been had by a drug cartel. They're kind of laughing and clapping. They're, you know, they, they don't know how to take this. Is it a well, joke? Those, Is it reality? Anybody, anybody in the audience of an SNL show right now, live shooting, like, they're just monkeys. They're just clapping at a sign. Good those call. brain dead. Absolutely. And I assume you had to show your vaccine status to enter the sta- uh, studio there. Dude, this is an SNL crowd. We know you're vaccinated. And this is what gets me, right? Like, here you are. You're vaccinated. You're the one who took the program. You're on shot number five, man. Eagerly waiting number six. And there's Woody Harrelson. He's kind of making fun of you. Yeah, he is. That's a hard pill to swallow. And you and I, this is something we've been discussing. It does show you, like, how out of... like the two realities the parties are living in, where Woody Harrelson's coming out and making fun of you for taking these shots, and he's, and you guys are doing open cold opens about Donald Trump. Again, how bizarre is that cold open? Since we are on the SNL plane here, I found that to be so out of touch in so many different ways. Number one being, you realize he's the only like legitimate politician from either side who showed up does anyone you know what that, <laughs> does anyone realize you know what that? that no you, you no they don't you know what that smells of you know what that is right there no. that is them being locked in this bubble with the dc elites and in their parties that was a hit that was hilarious because donald trump is a fool for going there Right, I don't think yeah. they realized pe- people. It really resonated with people that Donald Trump showed up. You know, the left made fun of him. They're still making fun of him about the McDonald's. Really, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they realize. Like, if you're if you're in this if you're in this poor town that just got de- like like li- literally railroaded by the railroad company. Yeah. <laughs> you hey, know what oh, I mean? Yeah, man. And all these billionaires are just right now in court trying to fuck you over. Yes. That's literally what's going on day by day. The government and all these billionaires, and the, they're all getting together now trying to fuck over the little man as much as possible. And then in comes Donald Trump, the outsider, the billionaire who's just like you. And he goes into a McDonald's and he knows the <laughs> menu and he gives people, you know what I mean? Yes. The, the fact that you people on the left think that that's... A, a dig at him that's a that's a bad thing to do shows how out of touch you are with the regular everyday people absolutely look it could have been anyone show up with some cameras bring some you know awareness to the situation that's all these simple people are asking for no all that's happening you nailed it man everyone at the top both sides republicans and democrats they're all just squeezing the moment for every penny they can Dude, SNL literally made fun of him for bringing people with no water. Water. Yeah, no, that's so unreal, dude. That's the most unbelievable thing. FEMA's not bringing like nobody in the government's bringing him water. This guy brought his own company's water. He's like, all right, we're just gonna bring water. And you know what? That's not enough. We're gonna go to a, a competing company and we're gonna buy their water to give to you guys. <laughs> oh, dude. Not only- and SNL and all these guys are like, look at this asshole. 
giving those people free water. How fucking out of touch do you have to be, you jackasses in the big city in New York making fun of these poor people in a small town in Ohio for not having clean drinking water, and you're making fun of them? Like, did you, wow. did you hear the joke? Did you hear the joke they made about the water on the SNL cold open? It must be something to do with Trump. Oh my god! Ice. I can't remember. I. I yeah, dude. He literally <laughs> goes. He goes. It's Trump water. It's actually just Dasani, but we put Trump on. The, because in the elite circles, Dasani is considered like poor people water. Yeah, because it's they're literally the making fun of poor people. Yes, that's what I got. The whole thing for me was like, wow, look at you. You uh, fat cats from New York just ripping on the poor people, the blue collar folk in Ohio. Who, I'm, I'm, so, have to I'm sorry, not a gay black comedian who just gets put on <laughs> SNL and gets a million dollars a year. You know what I mean? I'm actually a fucking just a hardworking blue collar guy in Ohio. This whole you know? thing reeks of rich people being like, oh, you voted for Trump? Well, we're going to hold our noses while we look down on you. <laughs> you know, like, it's so, it's so fucked. This whole thing is just really fucked up, man. And it, it's so as the time rolls on, this is um, no different than what happened with Katrina, where you do a couple photo yeah. ops, and hey, you're doing a heck of a job here, Brownie. <laughs> and then, like, uh, everybody moves on. Literally, Pete Buttigieg did the same bullshit photo oh, op. And he didn't bring any water. No water. No water. Pete Buttigieg <laughs> came with no water. You got the power. You got the entire force of the United States government behind you. You brought no water. Well, to be fair, Tr- Pete Buttigieg offered his lactating nipples to everybody in the community. <laughs> Frank, Frank, that kid, Frank, Pete Buttigieg is two years into the job, man. That paternity leave was two years ago. This guy, they're not breastfeeding anymore. <laughs> Those nipples don't stop, baby. All right. <laughs> if Pete Buttigieg sees a community in need. He's lactating. (laughs) Damn it. I just, I just think that's that's a really ballsy move to come after Donald Trump. Like, Donald Trump shows up, first one there, with water, buys food for everybody, and then Pete Buttigieg shows up the next day with nothing. With the hard hat, and the vest, and the fucking glasses on. And then he literally just did the tour, he literally just followed Donald Trump's route. What nobody gets, the irony, the hilarity of Pete Buttigieg showing him up in that hard hat was... About three days prior, he literally was doing this speech where he said, what we need is less white dudes in hard hats. And there he is, walking around, white dude in a fucking hard hat, man. Stealing the black man's job once again. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking racist this guy is. (laughs) And he was trying to throw us off with the racist highways. No, buddy, you're the racist, (laughs) not the highways. Here's the reality of the situation, all right? They don't give a fuck because this is Trump country. These people voted for Donald Trump. That's why Donald went there. And these people at the top, those in the administration, the woke, they don't care about these people because they're not in the club. Yeah, they're not but the, a part but of. That's the why they're. That's why the Democrats are are losing the black and brown community, man. You know because. The, the Democrats were the party of the blue-collar 
people, right? Oh yeah. And that's that's why you had the black and the brown vote because those are a lot of blue collar people. Now you're just hyper focused on <clears throat> who cares that these buildings are falling down? We need to get more black construction workers. That's not what these people want. <laughs> just want to drink clean water. They want clean water. They want the trains to operate safely. Here's what's amazing about this Ohio disaster, too, is all these people that want to drink clean water, believe it or not, some of them are white, some of them are black. Some of them actually might be uh, immigrants. You know, a lot of these people here, <laughs> it kind of doesn't have to, anything to do with race or sexual gender <laughs> uh, you know, preference or any of that nonsense. These fucking people, regardless of anything, just want to drink clean water. And clean breathe water, clean yeah. air. And it seems like you guys are covering this up. That's what it feels like. Yeah, because it it's looks really bad. And to top it all off, once again, we're always told not to bring politics into shit. But they had to bring fucking politics into this whole disaster. And I keep trying to reiterate, these are every group kind of, you know, everybody here in this situation is just trying to not die from the chemicals that they're being exposed to. Not only that, have you seen the reports of what's happening downwind in Pennsylvania and, you know, New yeah. York people? Oh, no, and, you know, and the watershed, dude, that might, you might ruin the Mississippi River. We're, we're talking about a lot of problems for a lot of people all over the country here. And, uh, well, Mike, you know what? According to the clucking hens over at The View, and especially oh. Joy Behar, you get what oh, you I vote can't. for, man. Lay down regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations. Because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of the deregulation so, for example, the, the workers, the, there which... were very few plane crashes, thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, just, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could wipe need out to entire, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to having worker. One. They happened to have but two. One thing and I just want to say is I do think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he, won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show so that they, he is. But it was time for him to be. I don't know why they would ever vote for him for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety, he yeah. did. Do they in those showed days. up at Do McDonald's. They he reduced all safety on the ground. That yeah. probably it, resonates in a way that they need. Yeah, but they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and Wait. say who's doing the job here. Oh, Forget about the photo ops. Showing up is a big. Showing up, thing, I think, is I big think this community. is Donald Trump's fault. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Whoa, bitch, you ain't supposed to say that out loud. Damn, we were all hinting around it, but don't fucking say it out loud. Can't just come right out and say it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, who's this new girl? Get her out of here. What the fuck? This is Donald Trump's fault. This is Donald Trump's fault? Holy shit. Dude. Was he driving the train? Was he the one in charge of inspecting the carts before they went? 
I mean, was he the safety inspector of that line? Holy is he the regional shit. director of that train? Is, is, or is he just a retired man down in Florida, dude? I like the idea of Trump. He's on, you know, the eighth hole. All right, he's about to make the birdie. He's like, hold on a second. He pulls out his cell phone. He's like, crash the train. You know? <laughs> just do it. You guys won't believe the news in three days. <laughs> Let's see Sleepy Joe get himself out of this one. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, man. Get the fuck out of here. Don't to mess with me. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I told Peanut to mess with me. First, I crashed that ship in that canal. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump's fault. That I is beautiful, dude. That was a incredible like crescendo, man. That like the, the man whole- has a <laughs> lifetime career of politics that spanned four years. <laughs> four years he was in politics, dude. Like in we went from well these are civil war breaks to this is Donald Trump's fault in three days, literally three <laughs> days, dude. <laughs> it went from the civil war to Donald Trump. Three days. That's all it took, dude. That's incredible. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Like, nothing is not Donald Trump's fault. Everything. <laughs> everything is Donald Trump's fault. How could it be his fault? <laughs> how, how could it be Donald Trump's fault? We literally started with Civil War breaks. We ended on Donald Trump. <laughs> He's been out of office for two years. <laughs> he wasn't even. He just got back on Twitter. Oh, he's crashing trains? Just the fucking spectrum uh, of who to blame. And at no point were they like, hey, you remember like three weeks ago when Biden told the uh, <laughs> railroad union to go fuck themselves? Yeah, I wonder if this had anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. This is Donald Trump's fault and the Civil War. We're blaming the Civil War and Donald Trump. Like, it's so fucked. I just can't wait to see the list of everybody they subpoena for this one. It's going to be the two conductors, you know, the president of the company, oh, the CEO, the CEO, Donald Trump. What the fuck? They're going to get everybody. Al Franken, watch your ass, dude. You're due once again, my friend. Better watch it, buddy. Nobody's safe from this one, man. You know what? You know what? You know who was riding that train? Louis C.K. Let's throw him in there. You know the reason to crash, Louis C.K. Pinch the conductor's Weinstein, ass. Oh, Cosby. Man, right. oh, they let Cosby out just so we could fuck with those brakes. Trust me. Are we just throwing everybody we don't like under this train now? That's good. Dude, how is the view still a show? Jesus Christ. Jesus you know, Christ. You know, Whoopi was awfully quiet in this one. Uh, she really shut herself down after uh, <laughs> making a lot of racial uh, comments there back a few days ago. I, I like how nobody at any point in that, in that little conversation interjected with, and to be fair, none of us here know anything about chemicals, trains, politics. Nothing. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> this is fucking great, man. But it's Donald Trump's I can't, fault. I can't yeah. wait to find out the skin color of these guys who uh, were conducting this train. That's going to be the end. Oh, you think that's why Whoopi's quiet? They're saving the best for last, right? We're, we're going through all the steps. Donald Trump, soon it'll be white supremacy. And then, uh, uh, you know, it's it's the whole thing. That's how they do it. <laughs> oh, man. Donald Trump's fault. He's to blame for all of this. That uh, is, <sighs> it's beautiful. Great clip. 
That is a great clip. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. The crescendo is... I believe it's Donald Trump's fault. Like, dude, you just... You really think this is his fault? A, a train crashed in nowhere, Ohio, two years after he leaves office, and it's his fault. Well, the beauty of it all is it... He's the one, the only guy who shows up three weeks later. And then, of course, Mayor Pete's got to, you know, come on by and put the vest on and the hard hat. And every, and then <laughs> SNL's got to make fun of Trump for showing up, I guess, and giving water out to people who have no water to drink. And so th- this is a really bizarre scenario. SNL- I have a question for these ladies. How How much... How much power do you think the president has? Like, right. you really, you really think right. Donald Trump had enough power to prevent a train crash two years in the future? That's right, man. Right? Is this guy really like the greatest? I don't, I don't know. That's a weird thought. That that's a good call, and maybe we're five seconds away from this being blamed on Putin. I can see those, it already. Those brakes were Russian, weren't they? That's right. <laughs> the brakes. Civil War brakes. No, it's not sticking. People aren't out- outraged enough. Uh, let's go to Trump. Just blame it all on Trump. <laughs> Don't worry. The public, they're idiots. They're sheep. They'll believe whatever you say. They'll love it. They'll eat it up. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, good times had by all. I'm very ha- uh, happy that we're. There. I love how they're not even they're not even talking about the fact that the government didn't want to send any emergency relief or anything. Until you know, yeah, like one right. of the amazing things about Trump showing up, the reason nobody was showing up is because the the federal government was saying we're not paying for this, and the company was saying we're not paying for this. Yeah. So it was literally just going to be this court battle. It's fucking unbelievable what's going on in this poor Ohio town, and then for SNL. To go out, you're supposed to be kind of like the voice of the people, you know? I guess. I don't know what SNL is anymore. You know, it's part of the machine, man. I think you have they to, used be to They They used to it. be the show that called out the absurdity of the machine. Right on. And, and the fact that instead of, this was a great opportunity to just, to, to show how fucked up the system is for the regular man. To show, you know what I mean? And you, you, instead you took this opportunity to make fun of Trump because the water he gave the people for free had his name on it? <laughs> so fucked, man. That's, that's what, he's, a, he's an asshole? Because he gave him water that had his name on it? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know, man. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm dying of thirst, when I'm dehydrated, <laughs> I'll, take that, I'll take that Trump water. You know wow. what I mean? I don't care whose name is on it. You I'll don't. drink Biden water if I have to. That's right, man. You'll drink anybody's water. Doesn't care what name is on it. It's water, I'm just man. happy for somebody to bring me some fucking water, you know? And not even, I think you actually just nailed it right there. I'm just happy for somebody, anybody to do something for me in this moment. You guys shit on the guy for it. <laughs> just, just imagine, like, imagine like the guy across the street, his house catches on fire, right? Yeah, man. And you're sitting there with your neighbor and you guys are watching the fire and the guy whose house on fire, his neighbor runs over with the garden hose and just starts trying to put it out, right? And you and the guy across the street are laughing at him, like, look at that fucking asshole. What's that gonna do? 
Like, at least he's doing something. Well, Don't just sit there <laughs> laughing at the guy who's actually the only one helping. Well, we're know? making fun of him because he's he's got a MAGA hat on while he's doing it, right? <laughs> what a jackass. Well, no, no, because the house burning down was a MAGA house. So. <laughs> That's right. There you go, man. That's why you don't care. But it's like, dude, you know what I mean? Don't laugh at the guy with the garden hose. Go grab your garden hose. Maybe three people's garden hoses. You know, if Trump goes there and draws attention to it, SNL, you now draw attention to it. If enough garden hoses come in, maybe we can put out this fire and help these people out, right? Absolutely, man. <sighs> no, not going to happen, dude. Plus, Trump, no. he's the greatest distraction, dude. If we could talk about Trump all day long... We don't have to talk about the serious stuff that's really going on around us in the real world, in real time, and something that I uh, have been just kind of really focusing on, and I think more people are becoming attuned to it. There's a lot of uh, adverse reactions happening from these vaccines, my man, and you know, there only seems to be one guy in the mainstream, if you will, Bringing some attention to it. Mike, I'm sorry. I know he's your least favorite, but it's the only place I could get it, man. <laughs> Dr. James Thorpe co authored the paper. He is no. a certified. <laughs> Took him away, boys. Specialist. <laughs> we're happy to have him join us tonight. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. These, you know, to the layman, these seem like very dramatic numbers. Is that how you read them? Let's start out. One can make a very strong. Well, Tucker, Judge, by the way, you moved your eyebrows at the end there. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> You mean he's squinting, right? He's uh, very focused. Yeah, he always does that, like, yeah, like, like dude, relax. Nah, it's relax. the look most people have on their face when they're trying to pinch that last loaf out before they have to go to work. <laughs> right? Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> the, the pushing of these experimental COVID-19 vaccines globally is the greatest violation of medical ethics in the history of medicine, maybe humanity. We have never, ever broken the sacrosanct golden rule of pregnancy. Never, ever. I, I've published extensively in my career and extensively in the last three years all on COVID. And what we've seen, this article, we're honored that I hear that it's going to be a lead feature article in a major peer-reviewed medical journal which will be published, God willing, March 1st. And let me set the scenario. What we did was we compared the COVID-19 vaccine adverse events over 18 months with that of the influenza vaccine over 282 months. Now, Tucker, the uh, FDA and the CDC, this is governmental data. They compared the adverse reaction events from the COVID vax to what happened over uh, 280 months with the flu vax. All right. <clears throat> That's like 20 years. So you're doing 280 months versus 18 months. This is a data comparison. And they use a danger threshold. We did it exactly by their rigorous recommendations of twofold or greater is abnormal. And what you said is true. We found a 1200 fold increase in severe menstrual abnormalities a 57-fold increase in miscarriage, a 38-fold increase in fetal death or stillbirth rates. And um, we found 15 other major pregnancy complications, all far exceeding the CDC and the FDA um, values of safety. So what, what we have 
is I can produce it, more than 30 other completely independent sources globally that corroborate exactly our findings, Tucker. And if that's, if that's not uh, bad enough, there are, um, this is, includes Pfizer's own internal data. Unbelievable. Wow, man. Yeah, wow, that's terrible. So yeah, dude, I, <coughs> I just found out today and another female we know, they found cysts on her artery, on her ovaries. This is a very common occurrence. That's, that's the third one me and you know in like a year. Absolutely. On top of <clears throat> various other cancers that afflicted people that we know and other issues and diseases, shingles, diabetes, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of problems, uh, rapid advanced cancers. <clears throat> Look, man, this is coming out. You cannot suppress this any further. I think it's very obvious that, Mike, you're right. This was a money grab. They saw an opportunity. They pushed it. And now they're looking back, they got in the rearview mirror, and they're saying, holy crap, we may have just killed a lot of people. Not only that, what uh, has been frightening most people is this seems to have really deeply affected the reproductive systems of young people. Yeah, that's the scariest part. Are we staring down the barrel of a children of men scenario here? No. No? Come on, man. Maybe in the Western world, but Children of Men was like the whole world. See, we're, we're going to see like, like America's not going to be able to have kids, but dude, those countries in Africa that didn't take it. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's part of the plan, dude. Get rid of white. Remember whiting. when like Africa was like, no, we don't want your fucking vaccine? That should have right. been first sign. That's right, man. No, the first man. sign to everybody, and shame on everyone for not seeing it, when that fat ass piece of crap bill de blasio stuffing his face with that cheeseburger telling you to go get a shot so you get your lottery ticket oh my god that should have been the red flag of red flags people you know what i always you know what i always try to tell people i'm not smart enough to know why you're full of shit but i could smell bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean yes man it, man it is weird with the hindsight now the Taking the vaccine was the ultimate test of gut instinct. It really was. Yeah. Are you going to believe what everybody's telling you, or are you just going to follow your, your gut? And maybe we can be even a little bit more fair, and there are people out there, I presume, who had the gut instinct, but then were forced to take this. So we are also kind of, we went through a bizarre forced, you know, poisoning program from our government yeah but you always had a choice i know that everybody hates when i say that but you you, you yeah you would have lost your job and guys did and you know what those guys right now are cleaning up in court not only did they not get the vaccine not have the myocarditis now they're getting back paid and they're being forced to get their jobs back you know their or their companies are being forced to offer the job back that's right, and so, their employers who took the shot, not only do they have the myocarditis, they're getting the heart attacks from the size of the lawsuits they're having to pay off. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a double whammy. Uh, that's, what I'm, that's why I always say, is like you always have a choice. It's not always an easy choice, but you always have the choice. And I, I don't know. In fact, usually the toughest choices in life are uh, you know, sometimes the most uh, rewarding there, I guess. Right? The, the well, maybe, I don't know. Those are the most important. That's how you know it's an important choice. The vaccine. If there, was no, if there was nothing on the line to lose, then it, you know. 
It's funny it's, you say that it was a choice, and you are right. This is the one thing that I think people will not be able to uh, go through with the lawsuits is the government and everyone saying, look, you had the choice. We just said you had, you know, in order to keep your job, you had to get the vaccine. You could have just left the job. Yeah, but I think that's why you won't be able to sue the government, but uh, companies are being sued. And the government can't get sued. <clears throat> Cleverly, though, it seems like the loophole may be the, uh, the businesses will be. Yeah. And that's a bummer, but somebody needs to be held accountable for this, right? It's not going to be that asshole who threw out the first pitch. Where the fuck is Fauci? You notice that motherfucker oh, is my gone, dude. Gone. It's incredible. We joked. I wish we. I wish I could pull up a clip of us joking about it, like back in November. <laughs> yes, but dude, literally, like January twentieth came around, and he just fucking skipped town. He's been um, probably in the witness protection program of some sort. <laughs> I can only imagine he's hanging out with Michael Jackson on Epstein Island Part Two. Come on down, all the little boys, girls. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Tupac. With Tupac, yeah. Tupac's in Cuba, Mike. Come on, get with the times. Everybody, everyone knows that he's in Cuba. He's been there the whole time. Allegedly. I don't think so, man. There's a lot of an- animosity between the black community and the uh, Cuban community. You know, sometimes, depending on who you are, your fame transcends those uh, cultural divides, I feel like. Maybe. I believe so. Maybe. Just a maybe. <laughs> Alright, we'll give it a maybe. Give it one of those Mike classic mess. Oh <laughs> <sighs> uh, dude. But speaking about calling people out on their bullshit, oh, I no. got a I got a clip for you. Oh yeah, man. Are you ready for this? <laughs> is it my bullshit that's getting called out? Because I love it. No no no, uh, no. This right. is me this is me and you not knowing why some super celebrated genius was a dumb was just an asshole. Oh yeah. But we but we were right. Yes. This is Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan. Oh, by the way, anyone who hasn't seen this, my god, please check it out. Fantastic stuff on the UFO phenomenon. And this Oh, dude, he blew my mind with the alien talk. Yeah, I, there's Ab- one theory that I never thought of which, which really blew my fucking mind. Do you want to hit it after or before or Yeah, do, okay, that will go right. after. All right, all right. But this is first I want to show how we were right. Ready? <laughs> Most respectable people are in it, and it doesn't work. And you can't say, why are we doing this if it doesn't work? Why can't I say, Ed Witten's great, but he made a terrible blunder. David Gross, should, David Gross and Ed Witten should be in front of the community explaining, why did you take all the smartest people, all the resources, all the attention? Michio Kaku, get Michio Kaku in here with me. Kaku! <laughs> Michio Kaku is out of control. <laughs> Sean Carroll is covering up for this as well. In what way? They are too kind. Brian Greene. Like, I had this interchange with Brian Greene where I said, you know, we're not being honest about the failure of string theory. Brian's like, oh, well, maybe we were a little bit exuberant. And I, I blurt out Institute for Arts and Ideas. I blurt out, that's like saying Milai. <laughs> My, my lie was irrational exuberance. No, you put a lot of people's careers in the, in the shredder in order. 
Yeah, dude. So he goes on. It gets really dry. He, goes, he is but, phenomenally <laughs> dry. Like a very. It's a. It's a tough three or it's four hours, if I recall. It's a tough it's, one. It feels like for it's hard. I would recommend uh, to everyone skip to the fifty-minute mark, and that hour or so is where you, you get a really uh, good juicy piece of the UFO talk. But, dude, what he's saying is it was kind of what we talk about with Michio Kaku and Neil deGasse. Yes, man. They, for 20 years now, have been spitting out the same lines of bullshit, right? Yes. What did I say? I can smell the bullshit. I don't know why, but I know you're fucking selling me bullshit. Yes. Right? And what this guy pretty much explains is that string theory was wrong. And all these guys, instead of just accepting that it, like the reason those guys haven't moved on to anything else is because everybody that, that has moved on has had to accept that that was wrong but these guys devoted their careers to it right so they're still they're still trying to sell the same story that the other people have moved on from and the thing is nobody you never hear from the other guys like Eric Weinstein and i'm a little how do you say uh retarded when it comes to this kind of stuff so uh but what i did get out of it was weinstein was saying that the string theory is wrong but it's more of like a quantum theory like a uh um multi-dimensional theory essentially if that if that's what i was understanding from him yeah yeah all right well, yeah, but he was saying like even like the court the Quirk, the quirks and everything. Yes, like all that was wrong. Um, the problem was always that you had you would always get string theory to this point, you know, because it was supposed to be it was supposed to explain everything. That's right, but you could only get it so far, and that was the problem. And Michio Kaku and these guys, they believe it's just because we haven't discovered the next step. That's right, right. And what he's saying is no, it's because your formula your formulas are wrong. And that's why there is no next step. of was long-winded and danced around a lot of stuff and kept saying essentially if i understood him correctly that for the last three years or so they have been almost about to disclose knowledge on aliens um or ufo technology but they keep backing out on it uh i believe he alluded to what like some top secret programs and stuff like that that he knew of um was he was he basically saying that they they want. They're very close to admitting to the public that that they're like aware of aliens and multidimensional beings. No, see, I took I took it from I took from it the opposite. I fe- I felt like he was saying it's it's our technology. Okay, I and that's why felt we that too. All right, all right. Because I, I was, I don't know. It kind of felt like he was, you know, kind of hinting that you know, well, there's stuff we don't know. We got the tech, but we're a little um. Maybe not, uh, but that's because he's. Sure de- I mean, you're from. dealing with stuff like 
like think about when when we created the nuclear bomb, we really didn't know what we created. Yeah, when well, they when they detonated <laughs> the first bomb, they didn't know they they're some of those guys were talking about they were scared a wormhole would open up. That's crazy. And I, I found some of what he said very fascinating about how if you want an idea of where the modern day Manhattan projects are occurring, you just need to understand where certain theoretical physicists and what have you are essentially disappearing after college or whatever it is after they oh, get wow. their PhD. And uh, a lot of them are going to, there's like a couple areas in the United States that he said he would speculate is where they're currently. Uh, testing these, you know, black projects, and that's where all these geniuses, if you will, are kind of, you know, they're on the radar because you know what they're submitting uh, academically, uh, you know, for their PhDs and what have you, but then they disappear from the uh, public sector. <laughs> so th- those, that's how I, you I mean, know that's uh, who yeah. goes to the black projects. And that's interesting. To, I actually never really thought about that, how, like, <laughs> You know, the way they teach history, it's like, oh, we had the Manhattan Project, we created the atomic bomb, and that was it. Well, really, we've had endless Manhattan projects. We've been creating endless black project. Oh, yeah. Once that project ended, I mean, there was... There were more. more. It was endless. We haven't stopped. Can you imagine what technology we are... You know, that's why we've discussed it before. The tick... uh, The tic-tac... Uh, that Joe Rogan obsesses over. Obviously, most likely a black ops project of some division that is car- yeah, for sure. compartmentalized. And then, you know what I mean? These groups don't talk to one another. And so the Air Force may see this thing. They try to shoot it down. Holy crap, it's technology we've never seen before. Well, it's just the United States testing out our new tech. Yeah. So, oh, I just went public on Joe Rogan. Well... Probably on purpose because Joe Rogan has CIA on his show all the time. All <laughs> so the time, the dude, guy's he is CIA. Obviously, a fucking there. shill, dude. And so Jesus when he has Christ. a guy like this Eric Weinstein guy, it's funny you and I listened to it and you took it as, you know, he's basically saying, look, it's our tech and we're just, you know, slowly revealing it to the public, which is most likely. Uh, and when you think about UFO sightings from. 50, 60, 70 years ago, people were describing gigantic triangular crafts that were hovering silently and then disappearing out of sight. That's the B-52 bomber. Yeah, dude. Uh, or no, what is it? B-52 bomber, the, did I say that right? Or no, what was the, the stealth bomber? The, B, the B-2 bomber. B-2 bomber, uh, yeah. The, everybody always talks about, like, you know, we detonated the first nuclear bomb, and then... And then around that time, that's when you started seeing all the UFO sightings and they haven't stopped since. It's like, yeah, but World War II is also the first time we really found out how useful fighter jets were. You think it's fair to... Fighter planes, (laughs) you know? Is it fair to speculate we kind of got wind of or figured out anti-gravitational technology around the 50s and 60s? I I don't even think you need it. Well, but less... it could it, it could be one of those things that maybe we discovered it, but you can only do a small object for so long. You know, the well, that's kind of what I got from the Weinstein interview on Joe Rogan. He was kind of basically saying like we have anti gravitational tech stuff that he was saying. What I found interesting, you hear all this people claiming, oh, what I saw defied the laws of physics, but most people don't even know what the laws of physics are. So how could you I even? Know make that claim and so that actually kind of blew my mind where we're such stupid people all of us for us to see anything in the sky we're ignorant 
what do we know what we're seeing? You know, like, yeah, you oh, know. man, it's, that defies the laws you. of physics, bro. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you can barely, most people can't even spell the word physics, let alone, like, know what the fucking laws are and whether or not something in the sky they see is defying those laws. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Never heard of Newton. <laughs> the guy with the apple. <laughs> It just when he was kind of throwing that out there, it and then I don't know. All I could think about is like, wow, we really we're all so fucking retarded. Like, of course, there's spectacular technology above in the sky over our heads. Especially for me here in Colorado, we got whatever's going on down in Colorado Springs. Uh, you know, all over this country, they're testing out amazing futuristic-looking technology. That they probably had for decades, and it's black, te- you know, ops tech, and you know, for us idiots to see it, oh my god, it's a fucking alien, bro! You know? <laughs> like, oh my god, man! You know, it went faster than the speed of light. I swear to God, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, it was out of sight before it made a sound, dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's why. You know, I love the theory he presented about why aliens don't visit us. And I never thought about it. It's one of those that blows my mind because it really shows how, like, we really think we are the biggest, baddest. I never thought about it. it He brought up that uh, island in India where there's that tribe that's never been contacted by modern humans. That's right. Like the Sentinelese or whatever they are. Yeah, Sentinels or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, But he was saying, right, like, look at that island. India claimed that island. Those people don't even know what India is. But India is a country that owns them, technically, and is keeping all the outside forces away from them. That should give right. everyone chills, my man. I was like, oh my god, what if there's like this, these people that own us? We just don't know we're part of them. We are and that island. Just- and yes, and they're just—they're like, listen, these guys aren't ready. Did you see what they did with the nuclear? They discovered nuclear power. They immediately blew each other up. Oh, they're all looking at each other like, did you guys see Madonna at the Grammys? <laughs> we can't trust these people <laughs> with future tech. We got to keep them down in the caveman status. No, that's what they all looked around and they're like, who fucked? Who fucked her mom? That's not a human. One of you. <laughs> What do you slip down there? <laughs> <laughs> we were about to become enlightened as a species, cross over to the next dimension. <laughs> they just look at him, the guy throws down his fucking pile. God damn it. Where, where's Tom? Did you fuck another one? <laughs> Sends us back a full millennia. <laughs> But that is crazy to think about. What if, like, there is somebody out there that's just protecting us? Like, hey, stay away from them. Well, They're Mike, you ready. know me, conspiracy nut job. I have gone down this route. There is a lot of stuff out there. How there are these, um, they're Nordic-looking folk, uh, very kind of like, um, you know, what I mean, like Swedish, uh, you know, in Norway area. But they are aliens. They're a species that are overlookers of our planet. They have interacted with our governments. Uh, there are other species like the greys that are, you know, up to no good and uh, have cut deals maybe even with like Dwight Eisenhower and other various people. 
in our government. Wait, are we still talking Hollywood actors here? Or... <laughs> That's right, man. Long story short, this is Attack of... Uh, what was it? Attack from Mars? Such a great movie. Um, oh, wow. What a great movie. Classic. Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholson? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, very possible. Um, I don't know. You know. We could be uh, encountering an age of aliens. I, I, am, I don't know if it's a frightening idea or a comforting idea to think that there is an alien overlord race that has ownership of our planet and they are pro- you know, protecting us on some level. Uh, I think it's a comforting because, dude, there's no way we could protect our planet. Absolutely not. So I agree. It's a bit comforting. Can't even protect the southern border. (laughs) That's right. We can't even protect our sweet children's virgin eyes from images of Madonna on uh, (laughs) late nights of the Grammys, or that, or that fat retard in the devil costume, Sam Smith. (laughs) That nobody, that nobody remembers. Oh man! Well, if anything, Mike, we <laughs> I can't tell you as a plumber, right? You think you think you would go to work for the following week or two, and people would, you know, like, hey, you see that f- on the TV? Oh my God, he's a devil worshiper! No, still to this day, people are making fun of Madonna. I was literally in a basement yesterday, a, a dark basement with like four other guys, and we were laughing about how Madonna looked. Like that was. <laughs> Nobody even brought up the guy in the in the devil outfit. Like, it's he might as well not have been there. I'm not we have we are on the precipice of World War Three. Uh, you know what I mean? Aliens may be invading. There's so much shit going on. I, I've heard more stuff about Madonna in the last week than I have heard about anything else. Dude. It's been the most unbelievable thing that's happened since Putin invaded Ukraine. It just keeps coming up for some reason. Everyone's like, ah, man, I, I can't shake that image of Madonna. <laughs> like, give me nightmares, man. <laughs> go see a therapist about that. Madonna, honey, you need to go to your surgeon and get your money back. That <laughs> is... I, still, I still haven't slept. But I do want to say <laughs> what's amazing about this whole thing is, Mike, we are at that magical point in time. Oh, believe man. it or not, sir, it's unbelievable. I believe see, so Michio? Michio Kaku, <laughs> we right. speed up time every time we do this show. Kaku! <laughs> the guy I always knew he was a fucking liar. I knew it, dude. He had a kaku in his pants when he saw your hands <laughs> and he didn't go rogue. <laughs>